With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Teams literally left it out there, man. Those guys could barely even move both teams. It was unbelievable. Uh, the effort and just both teams did not, wouldn't back down. It just came down to one play, really. That was probably the best speech I've ever heard in my life because it's really how this game played out. He said it's the best feeling ever, and he told us about Vince Lombardi, a quote from from his book, and he told us that the greatest feeling in a man's life is when he's on the ground, nothing left after everything he's put into the game and he feels victory. That's the greatest part of a man's life, and that's why I believe, that's why this was a great speech. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to The Meat Grinder, your weekly dose of high school football in Connecticut. And I'm your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, with, as always, Peter Pagawaga. Pete Pagawaga, how are you, Pete? Good, how are you? Nice to be back. At the top of the show, you heard from the wild scene over at Taft Field on the campus of Fairfield Ludlow, where Fairfield Prep walked from from, from town they, they're on so Oakland glad Road. That they won. <laughs> yeah, they, they walked from their campus, which is literally not a mile down the road. They walked, which was amazing. That was an amazing, amazing post by Fairfield Prep to show that. Uh, really good show, guys. They they were in a barn burner with uh, with Ludlow, uh, a game that maybe we should have gone to see. I, I didn't even think about it. the first time they were playing in. in since 1951, and they gave the fans, it was a packed house, they gave the fans a show, Ludlow an- answered every haymaker, and, uh, but Kyle Vaccarella had two touchdowns, and he also blocked the punt that led to a touchdown, you heard from him, and then you also heard from James Bork from Fairfield Ludlow, who, you know what, he's absolutely right, you know, they, they came to play, it's not, Ludlow doesn't look like it's going to have the season it had last year, but you know what, that was a good performance by them, so so hats off, that was a great atmosphere, we're going to talk to, actually, it was an alliance game, we're going to talk to Al Carbone, the SEC commissioner, the guy who started this whole thing, we're going to kick the tires a little bit on the uh, alliance, and talk to Al and see, you know, if he would respond to some of the criticisms that we might be having, he's been dying dying to come on so all right we'll have al on we'll get al out of the way so we can get back to talking to coaches the rest of the way um you also heard the wild scene up at rockville you heard from um uh, 
you've heard from Eric Knickerbocker and their quarterback, John O'Coin. Uh, they got a nice little pep talk from some uh, some alumni going into that game, and it resonated, man, as you heard John O'Coin say. Uh, it, was a, it was a quote, and they won an overtime and a thriller up at uh, Granby Canton. Uh, so a really fun week. But before we get to all that, let's take a look at the latest top 10 poll. Um, well, uh, considering nobody really, there were no big upsets this week, everything's pretty much the same. Number one is Daniel Hand. They beat up on Weathersfield. Actually, it was close. Weathersfield actually had a couple leads on them, or at least one lead on them. And uh, 56-13. Number two is St. Joseph, which didn't have any trouble with Wilton, uh, despite what I said in the guide. Uh, 56-14. So that's interesting. Two similar scores. Number three is Greenwich. Uh, they beat up on Norwalk, a pretty good Norwalk team, 45-13. Eh, is Greenwich a little underrated? Who knows? We'll have to see f- pretty shortly. Number four is Darien, which beat up on West Hill, 48-0. Your, your boys, we got another uh, Brownie uh, review by uh, <laughs> by Mike Minicus. Um, number five is Shelton, which beat Norwich Free Academy, 41-20. to Number six, Newtown, which had to hold off West Haven. Miles Ricks rallies the Nighthawks to a 3-0 record in a 21-14 victory. Number seven is Bloomfield, which just mopped the floor with Hill House 48-0. Number eight, Ridgefield, which won a slugfest. <laughs> a pretty ugly one. We'll get to that in a little bit. Over Staples, 7-0. They're 3-0. Number nine, New Canaan, whipped up on Stanford 54-7. Who do they play this week? Number two, St. Joe. So that's going to be huge. We'll get to that, too, as well. And number 10, Ansonia defeated Oxford 47-6. to And that, Pete, is your top 10 couple movers that we should mention before we, uh, we, we get on to our crazy weeks. Uh, Maloney with the big win over uh, North Haven uh, at Falcon Field. They're 3-0. Uh, Sheehan, all, uh, all bogan all the time. Jordan Davis as well. Jordan Davis got in there, which is good to see. Three, they're uh, They're 3-0. Killingly with the comeback uh, uh, victory over Berlin in that great game up there. They're 3-0. And you also have Nogtuck 3-0, Rockville 3-0, Weston 3-0, Woodland 3-0. So we got a lot of, you know. We, and Simsbury. Can't forget Simsbury. Well, let's not forget Simsbury. We'll get to all those guys in a second. <laughs> so tell me about your week, Pete. How are you feeling? How are your legs feeling? Good, good, good. A little tired. Yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, you know, it's a long week. How many, and- how many miles did you drive this week, Pete? Honestly, I want to say probably close to 400, maybe. Oh, my God. I drove 300. 300 from Friday afternoon. If you include my Thursday, it's definitely over 400 miles. Spanning the state, Game Time CT. That's what we do here, and that's what we did. Pete, give me uh, your break breakdown of your week. Uh, what did you <laughs> see? What did, give me uh, some of the, the highlights of your, your trek across the great state. Well, I got lunch in um, at the Chipotle in Manchester oh. on Thursday. That was nice. No free Before ads. I went to, uh, to visit Coach Knickerbocker and the Rams. Mm. Um, then Friday, went to go see Weston in that high-octane offense yeah. that – Put weird. up zero points of offense. <laughs> we it was a weird game. It, you know, this is not a shot at Weston or anything. Northwest Catholic played a very good game on D. They really limited the big play. Weston will figure it out. They they've shown before that they can. Uh, then I drove up to catch at the end of Amity New Newington and yeah. great. Uh, that one was seven three. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a seven six game and a seven three game. Um, Amity won. You know, Craig Bruno was ecstatic after. Oh my God! Nobody. 
goes nuts or savors a victory like Craig Bruno, man. He he just appreciates it. Yeah, like no he else. was. It was. I think he almost broke my hand like slapping it. <laughs> like he came over, he like was like waiting for me at the end, and I was like, oh hey coach, like great game, and he's like puts his like hand yeah. up, so I would like put it out. I swear, I think he almost broke okay. my hand. Let's actually listen to Craig here. Here's Craig on the on the win, on the win over uh, Newington seven three Newington. Amity comes off. Uh, they got their doors blown off by, by, Simsbury. by Simsbury. Come back and win a slugfest against a, a, a you know what was it two and team newington had been doing really well and came in there I, everyone didn't think amity had that had it in him here's craig bruno after they see how excited he gets i mean we came off a tough beat last week and the kansas worked so hard it's always hard coming back after a loss that's a really good football team and uh, you know i just thought we played as hard as we possibly could i mean it wouldn't be any any effort harder than that and that's why i'm so happy these guys really work hard i'm proud of them. real proud of yeah, so you could tell he was really excited. Yeah, there was uh, there was another quote after in that video that I couldn't use. <laughs> there were some not you know not good words to use, uh, but it was all excitement. And then you know I talked to Joe Jello after, and he's a he's a player. Oh my god, he is a play. He's one of those kids that you know maybe doesn't get talked about enough because his teams haven't had that much success. Right. But he can play. He even threw a t- he even threw a really nice ball on their touchdown drive. It was about a twenty yard pass. As advertised, Craig um, said he that's what he does. Craig puts them in anywhere they need them. Yeah, so that was good. That was Friday. Uh, then I, I rewarded myself with a large blue icy from the gas station. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I came in here and harassed Joe. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday I started at South Windsor for South Windsor Simsbury. Yeah, um, Simsbury, to... Simsbury, they were they're fun. Yeah, they got they got a couple of guys who can play. Um, Zach Gilbert, little guy. He's not like little, but he's he's quick. He's like a little little slot guy. He can move. He almost blocked a punt. I got a really good photo of it. I was like looking at him, like no one's blocking this kid. So <laughs> I just shot photos of him. Um, he had a touchdown, a big catch. I left after they scored. I think it was to go up like twenty nine nothing in the at the beginning of the third. I bounced. I went over to um, the big Tallinn. Really good. And then the Tallinn Barlow game, which I was I, had to I convince, thought it was going to be a good game. I had to convince you to go up. There. I didn't even know it was going to be. I didn't even know. I, my my plan was just to do that one game, and then we were looking at the schedule. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be up there. And uh, it was funny. Two weeks ago, Ryan Carlson reached out to me on Twitter, and he's like, you got to come, got to come see us play Avon. It's going to be a great one. And I was like, come on, man, like. I don't need to see you guys against Avon. Like, so I went up the next week, and uh, he did not disappoint. And they were down seventeen nothing. Came all the way back, sixty. I want to say it was sixty-one yard interception for a return yeah, for a touchdown a for Ryan play. Carlson. Turned that whole game around. They scored thirty-five straight points before Barlow scored again late. It was thirty-five twenty-four victory. Um, Carlson was pumped up after. He's yeah. he's a beaut. He's like Jello in that same sense. Like we talked about. Like these are all state caliber players yeah. yep. that. Um, maybe you don't hear about because of of the, the the lack of success that their teams have had over the last couple of years. These guys are just ballers. They yeah. just play. And shout out Ryan Carlson. He listens to the show, he told me, every week. <laughs> um, so this is for you, Ryan. But, no, I mean, Tallinn was great. Uh, Aiden Clark is uh, threw some really good balls to Aiden D'Amato. Uh, he caught three touchdowns. A- Aiden Clark's got a boot. Him and, and Austin Joes from St. Joes, I mean – Joe's who uh, we've got a text yeah. message from Joe Joe Del Vecchia saying My bad. you spelt his na- uh, you pronounced his name wrong. I did, but those two were awesome. We've seen, t- and then you got obviously Smith at Glastonbury and, and got a touchdown. Who caught all? the winning? Hold on, Smith at Glastonbury. Yeah. You caught the winning touchdown pass in a game that they rallied from like three yeah. touchdowns down. We got we got some good kickers in the state yeah. here. It's 
pretty incredible. So anyway, yeah, they came back. It was it was nice to see. Tolland's Tolland's schedule picks up a little bit. They got Bloomfield and Berlin. Uh, Bloomfield, they obviously had Berlin already. They have Bloomfield. That's not going to be that easy. Um, but yeah, they're Tolland's a, a pretty good team. I think they're a player. Yeah, I think they are. They're in class M. Yeah. Yeah, and and, Ka- Scott, and Coach Caddy, uh, Katie said it after we were talking about Carlson. He's like, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna go where Ryan Carlson takes us. He he said he was the. Uh, the heart and bones, or the blood and bones of, of 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 the Tallinn team, and if you've ever been to a game up there, it's nice. They do like the kind of like stairs down, like Newtown. Not as you know, it's not you as mean big. Brookfield? Uh, oh, Newtown. No, Newtown. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of cool. They don't have stands on the other side. I already talked to the AD though. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. That was, those, those are your games. So that was my Saturday, and then I went home and fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> I had no such uh, luck. Um, I got sunburned. So let me take let me take you through my little trick. So uh, you know the idea was to go watch Shelton NFA on Friday night because you know NFA just coming off that big win. Austin Richards, the quarterback, who set the school record for passing yards, going against uh, going into the belly of the beast, so to speak, at the, at Finn Stadium in Shelton, see what they were all about. So the idea was that we didn't want to miss the Granby Canton. Um, Rockville game. You did a story on the Rock, yep. the, uh, restoring the, the the Rock, ringing the bell, and all that stuff. They were at a game because they had they moved it up to four because of the EEE scare. Let me just tell you, in my entire trek, everywhere you went in yep. the state, state highway signs were all like, "Avoid being outdoors from dusk till dawn." I thought I was in a Tarantino movie. It was spooky. So. Um, I get up to Granby Cat and hey, everybody, they all love us up there. They're all saying, hey, welcome, thanks for coming, well, all the way up to Canton. I figured it would be a nice shot straight down Route 8. <laughs> well, <laughs> the game turned out, I'm, I'm praying for a two-touchdown lead. I'm just look, praying for a two-touchdown lead by anybody. I don't care who. Yeah. So sure enough, it turns into this slugfest, which has been the word of the day, the word of the weekend for me because we saw a bunch of them. But it turns into a little bit of a slugfest there. One in overtime, crazy game where like touchdowns were called back, goal line stands. Rockville almost blew the game. Like so, they get the ball in overtime. They stop Granby, and then <laughs> and Eric, Eric Knickerbock decides to pass, and they get sacked for a loss. And then two plays later at the five yard line, they get, they fumble, and that was it. So they 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 blew it. All they needed was a chip shot field goal. That's what they were playing for. Doesn't get it. So then Granby sets up. Now it's Granby's turn to go last. Um, Rockfield this time scores. They scored it on a on a ball that bounced right back to Chris Mirez, <laughs> who had a great game. He scored both touchdowns. Granby, he got to ring the bell. Grand well, of course, because you're going to score. He put the team on his back. Granby disputes the first touchdown. He might not have gotten in, but it was that kind of game. He the ball bounces back to him in overtime. So he scores. Granby gets the ball and first play sweep right and then Avery Wilson comes flying in, knocks the ball loose. John O'Coin recovers. O'Coin gets up, gives a little roll of the ball to midfield and then wild celebration uh, uh, ensues. So that was a that was a really fun game. I you know, I had to stay there. I'm like, "Please, I guess I'm just going to get the Shelton at halftime." Well, it was a lot longer from Canton to Route 8 than I thought it was. So I'm, I'm about, I got to about Waterbury, and I noticed that Austin Richards had been knocked out of the game, and Shelton was yep. already up two touchdowns. They got within one score, but by that time, I'm like, you know what? I got two choices here. I'm like keeping a little eye on Twitter, and it looked like there were two games. Weathersfield was given hand business early. The business. And West Haven was was up a touchdown on Newtown and yep. New- Newtown was having trouble, you know, moving the ball. So I got to about Waterbury, decided, you know, 
All right, which way? Meanwhile, I got Jamie Yak from the Seymour sitting there saying, you got to come to Shelton. you got to come to Shelton. Where are you going? Where wait, are you going? Wait, he was there because I saw him at the end of the Amity game. <laughs> he, was at, uh, he was at the Amity yeah, game. I guess he left, too. <laughs> so he's giving me heck because, uh, because uh, I wouldn't, wasn't going to Shelton anymore. So anyway, I got to about Waterbury, decided it was either Newtown or Weathersfield. And I didn't realize, I forgot how far Weathersfield was from Waterbury, but I went that way. Newtown rallies, they win, they beat West Haven. What a good good job by them. They're undefeated. I get up to Weathersfield, and by the time I got their hand, it completely taken control. So I was, you know, that was that hand in but hand. You got, but you got to see hand. Yeah, I got to see hand. I hadn't seen him yet. And uh, shout out Dave Mastriani, who showed up and was coaching from the press box, despite the fact that he had his appendix out. So that's a that's a baller right there. You know, nobody has any excuses on hand. Okay, you know those coaches are so tough. Yeah, they're so tough. So that was my <laughs> Friday night. Uh, Saturday got a little crazy because I could not figure out which game I really wanted to see. There was Bacon Academy versus Griswold. I thought that was a pretty interesting one over in Colchester. In the end, I decided I was going to go hit hit uh, North Brantford versus Cromwell. Cromwell was one and one, and North Brantford was also one and one. So it was kind of an interesting Pequot game. I hadn't seen either one. I get in. I got there, and it was North Brantford down fourteen nothing, and they came flying back with you know Aiden Ferrucci catching three touchdown passes before that. They scored like thirty two hundred answered points. Yeah, him and uh, Brandon Freda, uh, that quarterback, and they look great. And you know, Cromwell just a young team this year. Yeah, they but, lost. So at halftime, I'm like, where do I go now? And I'm looking around, looking around. Now I'm in. Now I'm in Cromwell, right on Route Nine. I figure, uh, hey, how about how about Cogginchog? So I text, uh, I text, uh, I text the guy who who gave me the score. It was six nothing at halftime. Oh no, six nothing after the first quarter for uh, for Co- for Coggenshaw. You got a guy in Coggenshaw? Yeah, you got you got a, you got a guy. Yeah, that'd be the the quarterback's dad, <laughs> Fiella. Um, so anyway, he told me it was six nothing. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Old line's not that far away, right? Yeah, no, good. No, um, I got to go to old line. Straight shot down route. Route nine. Well, that took a half hour. <laughs> and by the time I got there, Coggenshaw was up twenty to nothing. But it was it, it was all good. I got to see a nice little job by Jackson Moore, asserting himself in the second half. Um, with, he, he caught an eighty-yard touchdown pass just when you thought Valley, which had lost their quarterback, Jack Cox is you know, I and mean, we don't know what the status is, but it wasn't good at the time. Um, but uh, they got within a, two scores on their first drive. And they were driving for maybe a second score, maybe change this game around. And here comes Jackson Moore for uh, Coggenshaw, Hale Ray, East Hampton. To uh, he caught an what eighty-five yard touchdown pass from Fiala. And then on the next drive, um, where Valley was going to go score, try and score again, he picked off a pass and almost took the, the all the way. And but he just ran out of gas because he just scored an eighty-five yard touchdown. So, <laughs> so yeah. this is a serious question, though. Um, do you think that? Old Lyme, or Valley Regional, was intimidated by uh, Coach Becker letting the guns out. <laughs> the gun show was full effect. <laughs> hey, man, you got it. You can do it. Go for it. You will never see me in a Sun's tank Suns out. Guns out. <laughs> You'll he, never see me with rolled he up is, sleeves. He is the best. Well, hey, listen, this is also his birthday. He can it do was his birthday. Yeah. Big happy 42nd birthday. Yeah, a lot of love for Becker uh, on our Instagram page. Yeah. Everyone, Everyone you know, usually there's nasty comments, and yeah. there was none. <laughs> So it's the first post in game time history that didn't have any nasty no. comments on it. Congratulations, Coach Becker. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Everyone loves Happy it. Happy birthday. Everyone loves it. it was their first win over Valley Regional in 10 years as wow. a program. 
in any, you know, he called it the, one of the biggest wins in program history. They've had some other ones. You know, when John Bozzi was there, they were going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We, we all forget that. Yeah. Um, there were some big wins in. They had never beaten Valley, and that was a milestone, so that yep. was a big deal. Um, before I even knew it. They at had, Valley, too. They, at Valley, they made a big deal of that. Valley could be in a little bit of trouble, yeah. but good win for, for Coggenshaw, which – um, I believe Coggenshaw plays North Brantford next, so that should be uh, fascinating. The Pequot seems to be really exciting this year. The Pequot you. is – I love the Pequot. I, I think the Pequot's a lot of uh, – it's a lot of shoreline schools. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, I love the shoreline for baseball. Like, I, It's like probably one of my favorite conferences for baseball. So this is not surprising to me. But the Pequot's always fun because yeah, like, if you look at the Pequot compared to every other conference in the state, if we're counting conferences, is still a thing. They're the most legit conference because it's even. Yeah. Like, there is no double L schools playing S schools. There's no disparity between these teams. This is a good conference. It's a great conference as far as, like, competitive football games go. Absolutely. Except they can't. They only beat Lewis Mills because the CCC can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, and I got a bone to pick with with Cog and Chog alumni who mistake me for (laughs) mistake. Look at that! Listen to that cackle. <laughs> Mistake me for Pete. They go, "Hey!" They see me with the camera. Are you Pete? <laughs> I'm like, right. no. The game is changing. I go, I'm Sean. Thinking that they'd be like, oh, SPB, Sean Bowley, blah blah. No, they confuse me with Sean McFarland of the Hartford Current. <laughs> Am I getting that old where I am completely irrelevant now? You know, is, is that what it is? <laughs> How, I mean, do, how is Sean McFarland? You get three guesses. How do you go Pete Baguaga, Sean McFarland? Look, I said it on Twitter. I got someone thought I was Ned once. Yeah, I didn't know how to respond. I love Ned, but they're like, "Yeah, you're Ned Griffin, right?" I'm like, "Uh," and big, I walked away. That's a big fat no. That's strike two and three, kid. <laughs> he, he he did apologize on Twitter though. Yeah, but he did know, apologize yeah. on Twitter. Come on, that was so funny. <laughs> I got such a kick out of it. Yeah. Oh, I was I was just fuming, you know. And you guys, you know. <laughs> it's amazing how how like you know everyone forget all of a sudden I'm I'm persona non grata because Pete wears a bunch of shirts on on Instagram and is out there yeah that's right rock- I'm wearing my Rockville shirt today what you say all of a sudden ring Pete, the bell Pete's like the star of the show and I'm like you know just nobody okay um anyway so my I wrapped up a wa- <laughs> a long 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 Saturday with a trip over to Norwalk forgot my charger so I had to go home first got their right kickoff and nothing happened. Nothing happened. The only thing that happened in the first half was an interception and then uh, the Staples student section, which I don't think anybody made it to any, any post-game parties afterwards. Uh, they were they were out there. <laughs> that group was – it was uh, – That's it, good it that was, they traveled well, though, because the game was played at Norwalk. It wasn't a home game. It, for, it was a, a home game, game for Staples, but it was played at Norwalk. Staples High. showed up, and I don't even know if they were watching the game – um, the next thing you know, you see the blue powder come out. Everyone's covered. They look like a bunch of Smurfs. Um, yeah, they were the they were the highlight of the first half. I mean, um, but uh, but Ridgefield comes back. They finally score. But can I just say one thing? Oh, I mean, Ridgefield wins. Good, solid defensive seven seven to nothing victory. Um, Ridgefield's defense is pretty good. But can the Fairfield County board? Can we stop with the ticky tack penalties? Your games have absolutely no flow. Every two seconds, a flag, another flag, another flag. Can we another one? Uh, another one? Another one? Isn't that like DJ Khaled or something like that? That cool guy. Anyway, there was a 
it was just flag it was flag central it was just no flow to the game didn't help listen you want to call the make the right calls but every other play it was like this it was like the Newtown Fairfield prep game also done by the Fairfield County Board they have a rep for like just being kind of insufferable and I, I love all of you guys you guys gotta you guys gotta understand I love all you guys see you out there you all do a good job but when you get together man you guys are just the ticky tack stuff gotta let them play let them play a little let them get into a little flow decide what's being really called and then then start making you know it's just it was just ridiculous no i think the referees aren't in mid-season form either no no but none of the games other games i've been to but with other boards have been just just they just ruin the whole flow of the game and it just becomes you know are we here to watch you guys throw flags or are we here to watch kids throw touchdown passes but we're there for the parents obviously yeah i guess so that was my long weekend. Very, just really long, but uh, fun to go see a lot of these teams. I got a, I got a lot out of it this week. So that was that was great. I think I think everyone's still just figuring stuff out right now. It's still early. Still, it's still early, but we, three, we, but we we we, really, we actually have a, a good idea. It's been a really strange season. We're gonna be joined by Al Carbone of the SEC. Big shock there. We're gonna kick the tires on the uh, on the alliance, which was dominated the first three weeks of the season. It wasn't a big showing in week one, but the last two weeks we saw a lot of Alliance games. So let's give you a little quick little standings here. The SEC is 22-19 and 19 overall. The FCAC 6-3. Uh, and three. The CCC 13-19. and 19. And the SWC 19-14. and 14. But the winner of the whole, the, the best winning percentage so far has been the ECC, which is 9-4. and four. Not bad. Not bad the East, at Not all. a bad showing by the ECC. The little East Shelton defeated NFA, but East Line came back to beat Harding with a nice little trick play captured well by our Will Aldham. It's on our, it's on it's our Instagram on our page. Instagram. So, <laughs> so Al's been bugging us for weeks to come on. So let, let's bring on Al Carbone. And uh, let me preface this by saying anytime there's anybody who says anything about the Alliance, I have to anticipate a text message or some sort of call from Al Carbone. So, and he's just like bugging me, bugging me to no end. Get me on. Get me on. I got to talk. I got to speak. So without further ado, here is the commish, Al Carbone. Second time, Alan. Welcome back, Al. The floor is yours. Keep applauding. First of all, guys, thank you yeah. for having me. 2019, <laughs> the alliance is kicking. It's going. Yeah, it is going. It's a lot of fun. So, you know, I could. So there's two ways that I could look at this. Is because I know this is going to be like an hour. And wait, wait, before minutes. you go on, how much did you in- rehearse this in front of the hotel mirror wherever you were this morning? Um, yeah, I did write down a lot right. of notes. I've been writing down all the notes ever since your list of grievances. Previews. The list of grievances, yes. Um, okay. uh, it's like Festivus. This could be like Festivus. <laughs> and and I've used the Festivus term in when we do football scheduling in the SEC, the mm-hmm. airing of grievances. So mm-hmm. it's like listening to. You know, John Ferrazzi in week two or whenever he came on, and then Jeff Roy. Uh, Jeff Roy evidently still wants the Who's Atonic League to exist, um, <laughs> which which was kind of funny because I happened to be with his AD and just said, uh, that's 1992. Or well, what did it, well, I, you got to refresh my memory What and everybody else's. What, uh, what did Well, Jeff he was, uh, Jeff did a great job on, on your show last week, and he said, you know, hey, you know, first of all, these are just games, the Alliance, you kind of let them off with some questions. And okay. and then he said, you know, I'm still, I, I just want to, I want to be like how it was the Who's Atonic League. But he also er- erroneously said that the FCX still has a championship game, which, which I think you clarified. Um, 
because I was on a train to DC, so I I listened to your all your one hour and twenty minute podcast last week. It was so. thank you. It was an hour and six, but go ahead. Yeah, if you right. want to talk so, about inaccuracies, okay. <laughs> so are. no, so I listened, so I wrote down all my notes. Yep. But again, I think I think the point is though is yes. Okay, we'll just clear it out. The alliance now in a bigger, bigger and better alliance here in year three, um, more leagues, you know, good games. I know Pete, you're a fan. I you know, am. you like, again, it's nice. To, it, it, what I think is nice is what you had Saturday is when you, you, Pete, you went to like Joe Barlow and Tallinn, which was a really good class M game, right? Yeah, well, it was a good game. And then how about Fairfield Prep and Fairfield Ludlow with all the little bells and whistles that came with it? The Prep walk into the field, mm, a really competitive yeah. game, um, hadn't played in, what, 70 years or whatever the heck it was. That's not why the alliance was started, but it actually helps it when there is some of those story ideas. And I hope it helps you guys in the media throughout the state to enjoy some matchups. NFA, Shelton, you know, you know. But the point is, though, is what the alliance is about. And I and I agree with your comments. And you and I, you guys have, have talked to me, you know, earlier before the season is we're halfway there. We're getting there. You know, we're getting more leagues. We're getting more teams. We're getting better matchups. We're, we're in our islands, which I call the, you know, the double L's, the L's. The one thing we need to improve on is making sure, and I and I and why John Ferrazzi is probably not is you know less than happy is because now he's a Class S team, having played an M, and now playing all his bigger teams in his league as well in the Alliance. Mm -hmm. But if we can do a better job of understanding that there could be some movement in you know classifications, mm -hmm. then you get the St. Joe's hand, which everybody in the world wanted. You know it was, you know. Class L game that's going to be, you know, games of the century. You know, we've had those in some several of our leagues over the last, you know, couple of years. But yeah, we're 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 doing well. We had a meeting last week of the commissioners. Um, we talked about you know other things that we kind of want to start pushing, whether it's you know Thanksgiving, you know, increasing playoffs, whatever, all the things that we talked to outside of the alliance. But getting the commitment of the school, those leagues, to play a certain number of games. Um, yeah, we're working on it. And I think people, and I'm looking at the first three weeks or really the you know weeks two and three where you had a majority of the games, you saw some intriguing matchups. You saw some really competitive games. Yeah. You're going to get, it's high school football. Yeah. There are going to be some, you know, mismatches by scores, but you know, I know from our league SEC is, yeah, you're never going to, we're never going to satisfy our chair one coaches because, you know, they play the toughest schedules in the state, which, you know, I don't know if that's debatable now, you know, it could be, but you know, for the most part, I'm getting feedback saying it was good games. You know, we played a sub varsity game too. That was important. What is so, the? Go ahead, finish up. And no, and that, and that, you know, so so I'm saying is you know, great start to the year. What is? What are you here? Well, first of all, why don't we why don't we help everybody out here? How did this? How did you guys determine the matchups? Let's you know, because I know that that's sure. a big bone of contention with you. you okay. You think that. Maybe we're not accurate there. So why don't you tell us how that came about? How did you? So you brought in. So before it was just the ECC, SWC, and the and you guys and the SEC. Yeah. Then this and we year did two games. Right. Yeah. And you that was the. It's kind of it started with the ECC needing help because the big schools weren't the little schools didn't want to play the big schools, and you guys right. had an opportunity to because you guys are even there had even been some schools that had tried to come to the SEC because they were kind of sick of it. So this was right, kind of right. like to fix that, keep them stable as a league, which has worked. They're, they are, they have 
they, you don't hear about it, you know, all these teams defecting anymore. You actually have teams coming back and they're expanding. So that's good right. for them. Yep. So then you bring the SWC in because, you know, why not? You know, why, why not? Uh, you know, you hear about Newtown. They don't play this. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you give? All right, let's let's match Newtown against Shelton, you know, for example. So you bring you see it. That worked. That worked great. Um, there was only a couple games. But then you bring these other you bring the S- FCAC and the CCC in. You know, they only had a limited amount. And S- the FCAC had their buys that didn't really work out the way what you wanted it to. But, you know, again, they were brought in. You guys matched them up. CCC, same thing. How did you guys determine how what who played who? First of all, you you're right on the money with how it started. You know, everybody the the reasons why we're doing this. So I'm I'm not going to belabor that and, and repeat what you just said. You did a very good job. <laughs> Actually, we should tape this. I just complimented you, so that's the first compliment. So you did a nice job. <laughs> well, one well, never cease. How we got there. So okay. so when we got the commitment from the CCC and the FCA, what we did was. We agreed on um, how many years of records that we were going to rank everybody in each of the classes. So we used five years of records, and we ranked. So if there was 42 teams in class double L, wherever the heck it is, we ranked them one, you know, to 42 with a five-year record showing a grid. And then we, and then we actually had to, you know, we had a big meeting. Actually, we had like a pre-meeting where we kind of looked and agreed and said. Okay, the SEC, the SWC are in for four games. Um, the ECC, these teams need four games. These need three games. These team, you know, CCC was in for one game each. We told them divide your team in half or league in half. So sixteen will be in week two. You know, sixteen will be in week three. The FCAC had to do a little different. It was maybe a little bit of miscommunication, but we tried to get as many teams as we could in those weeks um, to get games okay. so but that'll change for next year so okay. that everyone you know relax you know and it's it's going to be okay um because i just actually was talking to the granite jd gus Lundin. he's like oh we're gonna we're all in it's gonna be great you know yeah i, I know that i saw you know, and, i saw uh kevin callahan on saturday and you know yep. and they're going out to jersey next week because they didn't get one right right and that was and out. that was kind of the miscommunication because okay. i think those teams would have been great i know trumbull marissa trumbull said the same thing right you know and Regardless, so so we got all the teams. We we we, figured, we got the five year records. But then we had a big meeting where all the reps from each of the leagues, and we had entourages. So like when people say it's Al Carbone, Dave Johnson, Dave Schultz, Gary Makowicki, and you know and then it was Dan Scavone to the CFCC. No, we all had entourages. I had three people with me. I had Craig Semple from Hand um, representing Tier One. Tom Dyer representing tier two from Hamden and VJ Cirillo from Jonathan Law representing tier three because, you know, in our, the way we're, they're all part of our scheduling committee, they understood. And, you know, Dave and Dave brought people, everyone had entourage and we, we walked through. First of all, we had to understand like who needed to be home, who needed to be ways to balance schedules. So that was kind of like a, pr- a procedural thing. And then we just got back to saying, what are the best matchups? How can we create matchups? And one of the things I said these pre-meetings was, is that like, you know, in, in, in credit to like Darian, you know, like Darian was at top of the list, I think, in terms of record. They wanted to, you know, Dave Schultz said, hey, they want to play a competitive game. And Dan Scavone from CCC said, we want Southington to play a competitive game. Okay, it worked out there that way. And then we just went down with the, the list of teams. Sometimes there was an odd number of teams you had to, 
we had to look at maybe some M's to play an L or an L to play an M, you know, based on the record. Did you know that they that the, the, when you guys did this, the this year's uh, classes weren't out yet? No, and that's and again, and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Again, you know, if we had known that St. Joe's would move up to L, you know, that would have changed. You know, they are playing prep in Notre Dame, which you know, right. again, we have, we have a lot of traditionalists in the state the all connecticut conference um you know and right it used to be a pretty competitive conference which was only around they, for like five years but whatever. right but it was pretty pretty darn good and you know yeah. had a had a good you know reputation so again you know there was a lot of discussion and with between the leagues and i think it was i would tell you it was one of the best meetings i've ever gone to walking out of there i remember like you know sending it to our league because obviously our ad's and coaches were on you know bated breath waiting to see because, you know, again, we'll use Shelton as an example. Shelton, probably one of the top five teams in Class L based on record. You know, if they were the, we'll just say, that I think they were like the fourth or fifth ranked team in terms of record. You know, they weren't going to play number one, number two, number three, number six. They were going to play a representative schedule throughout throughout the, you know, the, the lineup. And so that's what I think is one of the things that people don't get is saying like, and even the same thing with Newtown in, this, in, this, in the SWC. Because, again... The reason why we're doing this is because Newtown plays a lot of smaller schools. They right. wanted to play more, and they have, which is great. But they're not playing, you know, the the, the best four teams, you know, based by record and well, you know the discussion. Shelton's right. pretty good. Well, yeah. Shelton's that's going to be a great game on October 11th. But again, you know, West Haven's you know a, been a great historically good program. You know, maybe mm-hmm. hasn't been the last couple of years. They're going to play Danbury, which. Um, you know, the, which we think is a good rivalry game right. because they've never played. So well, there's a lot of there's a lot of interest what, in, in conversation that goes into it. What is the biggest criticism that you get, and how would um, you respond I, to it? Uh, and and I would, I wrote this down. The biggest criticisms are the people, are the coaches <laughs> okay. who want who who complain about their schedule regardless. And I say this, speaking as a commissioner of a league, that five six years ago, if we didn't go to three three tiers would not be the SEC any longer. We literally got to the point where it was, let's break up our league. Let's, let's, we had to make changes. Right, I remember, you know I, remember the whole, I remember the North and, Havens and the Sheens, they were like, why do we got to do, or, you know, I mean, well, I guess it well, was. Yeah, the, the Branfords, right. you know, the East Havens, the, the, the crossover, the dreaded crossover games. If Ray Kern was here, he used to write the great SEC uh, weekly well, uh, yeah, notebook yeah. for football. You know, spent a lot of, put a lot of uh, ink on paper for that. And, but again, that, that was a thing, and that's where we got into in saying you should be playing the teams that you are in. Because, you know, in, unlike the FCAC, and, and you know, right now the FCAC's at the top, they are the, they're all double L's with, a, you know, a smattering of maybe an L or, an, you right. know, an S. Right. You know, so they don't play, they all play double L's. Our teams and our league, some of our best programs are L's, mm-hmm. M's, S's now, you right. know, so... There's a mix, and so I think that's the point of the biggest criticisms is people saying, "Oh, we're gonna, you're making our schedule harder." Well, our, your schedule was already hard, you know. You only, play, and this is my thing. Don't tell me that they're just games. That there's no league. There's no leagues anymore. And there I've isn't. said this. There's not because there's no league championships. Right. So you just know we never can crown one. Right. However, we do need to start doing a better job of using our leagues and where you are in L, double L, right. to get yourselves to the playoffs. I and think that's what this alliance achieves because you're playing the biggest criticism and the second biggest criticism is like, well, 
you know, we play in the SEC, we play in the FCAC, we play in the ECC, and we're playing all these schools, but other leagues don't do that. Well, that's the goal, to get everyone on a schedule. And so when you talk about the district model, you know, in playing in your lane, I was as we call it, that's what's going to ultimately happen. And you can't if, – if you don't make the playoffs, you don't make the playoffs. But if you make the playoffs, you're going to be one of those best eight teams. I just wanted to add uh... – touch on because you mentioned it before when we were talking when Tron and I have spoken about this before and how we're 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 on our way to somewhat figuring this out and this is obviously just a step right so what are the steps that need to be taken to have this more figured out with less criticism and right, kind of get to the final product because because I mean and I, I would definitely say what Jeff was saying last week is right the, you guys set it up, and you guys and their matchups are great. No one's going to argue about that. I mean, yeah, you're not going right. to have it perfect, but some teams might be. You know, you definitely did match them up with like size teams. But when you do that, you kind of get them into like, well, there's a Shelton plays NFA, Shelton plays Newtown, Shelton plays, right. you know, where it's not like as balanced. Two things to Pete's to Pete's question to make it better. One to get more leagues in there, more teams. You're going to have to get the whole that- state. No, I think ultimately, I think uh, yeah, I think you that's want the, to. Yeah, that's I think the goal that's what you of the want. alliance. The CIAC is not going to do football scheduling. It's not in their job description. Right. They don't well, want maybe it. It should be, but they, but no, they they've given us the support of the alliance to go do this to do it right, fairly. They, want, they get paid a lot of money. And they don't want to do anything. That's just bizarre. No, but they, but they don't schedule for anything else. You know, they they schedule playoffs. They they All just right. want the best. Why don't you eight start teams. here and then go? I don't know. Whatever. But, but, but the, that's the another discussion. So yeah, absolutely. That's that's uh, that's the week eight podcast, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and then I'll have a, a walk up song finally or something. Um, Alapalooza too. You know, like um, this. I think the thing is get more leagues. And secondly, and I think where Jeff's point is a legitimate is that all the team, all the leagues are playing the same number of games. And I and I, I agree with some of the criticism because obviously the SEC and the SWC. Are playing four games. ECC, you know, the NFA is playing five. I think in this, right. they yeah. got five games. Correct. So, you know, that's where we're getting to. Maybe the FCA can increase more. I think the CCC right. is going to increase more. If we can get them to two next year, I think then you're and then you can go back to you can go back to it. that's the discussion as we get everybody equal. I think Jeff, that's what Jeff's criticism was, and it's a legitimate one because. Why do I have to play four games? Why can't I? Why play does they have to play the best team teams? That... And why does it have to be power rated? You know what I mean? Like, like we've talked about the district model. The district model, which is for the uninitiated, it is basically what other states do. You know, Connecticut is just unique because we have a point system, and in everybody's schedule. That was the problem. Everybody's league. It depends on what how powerful the league was, and you'd have skewed results because lesser teams probably making the playoffs and great teams. You know, they lose two games, they're out. So that was the problem. So now, right. you, now you're looking at, well, the, we've always, and we start with Matt and me way back when, we wanted to say, well, why don't we do it where we, it's not by points, it's by league. And I think what this what is really only missing, in my opinion, from the Alliance matchups, and I love where it's going, the only thing that's missing is it's haphazard. It's like, uh, it's you could, I mean, and I'm not saying there was anything you could do about it this time, or maybe even next year or the year after. But I think what you guys need to do, in my opinion, is that needs if you're going if you're going to set these up, you need to kind of group them that way that they are playing a set. Yeah, but they have a, a set rivalry. You maybe you cross over with some other areas, but you need to basically put them into a a league. So to speak, like a Division One or whatever you want to call it. I, I actually, I, I understand. I, I you understand I what understand I'm saying? Your, yes, and actually, one of the things. So I would say, 
that's a great idea because yes, because now you can group in. It's it's kind of like how we do our league schedules, right? You just make, of, you, you know, just need to make a league out of this, like right? Here a league are, within a league, yes. And whether it's based on geography, whether it should be it's based, based on, on geography, and then right. if you and want to cross over just to you know add more right. to and, it, that's fine. And so there's so there's objectives. So if I'm if say if you had say there was thirty teams and you had six pods of five, right? And you play all those people in your pod, and then you cross over to the other pod to get your other games, right? Yeah, I, and then yeah, you win, like, and then you win your league. You play like see Shelton's schedule includes West Haven. Let's say Shelton. Is right. in a league with you, Newtown, uh, Shelton, um, let's, New Milford, and no, 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 no. You want to keep like it that. a little closer, uh, right. Amity, because they're double L. I mean, let's. Right. They're in, so it seems Amity. to me, yeah, it seems yeah. to me. I mean, is this something that? Yes. If you're going to do this right, then it, Amity and Hamden they have to be back in the mix with the double L's because they're double L's. Right. Like it can't and, be and power rated anymore. Right, and that's where I think. As you get all these teams and you do that, now you're saying to everyone it's an objective, not objective, but where you are. You still have to rank the teams in each of the the groups because you might say is oh this pod this is not a those five teams are not good, or whereas this pod and you just mentioned six you know awesome teams and they're beating each other up, but you get out of that. I think you have to, you still have to use rankings, but that's, I think it's a great idea. And that's something to bring up. One of the things that we were considering and we had a talk was, is that like for the leagues to make sure that they still, cause they don't like, you know, I think the point is still play your league teams, your rivals, right. you know, whether or not, again, the future of Thanksgiving, right, that's, that's important. I mean, regardless that, of Thanksgiving, that's important yeah, to have your rivals on your schedule. Right. And so teams like, that are near we, you. So what we were saying, and I actually said it to our group to say, is if you grouped doing that, Group the teams that want to play each other. So, like for example, if you asked Fairfield Prep who what who they want to play every year, they're going to say Notre Dame and Xavier, because right. or, you know, and obviously West Haven because that's their thanks. So I would argue that Notre, Europe. I would argue that Xavier and Fairfield Prep wouldn't be in like the same division. Like Prep would be more in kind of like a Shelton division because they're that close. You know, what right? I mean? or, and so that, I but think they, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they can't play Xavier because you'd leave right. it open. And that's, cross and, see, and that's and that's one of the kind of the misconceptions that people say is oh, well, there's no leagues. Well, there's no leagues. There are no, none we're not, right now. Right. As it stands, this, there are this, none other you than just the Pequot. Proposed is I don't think it's and, ha- and hazard. It, it, yeah, it, like. You, you name them, the ones come join us, you know, and, um, yeah. but like, I think what you're just proposing is that gets back to something, what Jeff said about playing for something, playing for the trophy, right. you know, you know, where you're playing and I, and I win this pod or whatever you call it. Right. Correct. And then I, and I move on. Right. 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 That is exactly what I think needs to happen because as it stands now, this, o- this has always been my problem. At least when the FCI had a championship game, that was something to play for. Right. And Absolutely. if you didn't win a state championship, at least you can hang your hat on. A championship because you were that good. We, right. we only have four champions, so you need to give teams a little. I mean, and I know coach, coaches will make it up. I remember I got into a huge thing with Andy Bucksbaum of uh, New Fairfield because I said there was no. It was like they didn't play everybody in the in the SWC small division, but the SWC still gave him like the SWC small trophy. And I was like, right. "There's no such thing as that." And he got really mad at me. And I understand where he's coming from because, and I understand where a lot of like even Jeff mentioned it. They. If you're not going to win a state championship, you got and you're but you had a good season. Like it's not enough to just say, "Well, we were eight and two. We and, went, went to the semifinals or whatever." You know. And and Sean, you made a great point. I think it was on a somebody's like blog, you know, like comment and said, "You know, oh, here we are. The CIC put the playoff points on week two, and you're like, you really don't look at it until like six or seven, yeah, because of all the things. But 
you want your team I can't believe to you play read for that. something. I can't believe you saw that. Second com. Al is an avid. Al is an avid game. He's a friend of the program. He is a friend of the program until you. Until he's until he's not. Hat, Pete. <laughs> until he's not. And I'm going to get you some SEC gear. For, yeah, gear we, for you that, should see the, the cave. It's coming thing. along nicely. We're going to have a nice yeah. little. Maybe we'll have you in studio too. So uh, yes. I, we're, we're running. We're way late out yes, of time over. here. Yes. But uh, so this is a work in progress. You can see what yes. what the end game is. Do you think there? Are, I mean, there are a lot of leagues and or coaches or other guys they don't they don't quite see it that way they'd rather see something out they'd rather go to a go back to the way things were you know but, first of all things in in today's world you're never going to go back to where they were we have to move and shape there are so many obstacles and i say this from a like a political standpoint there are so many obstacles that are are fighting football whether it's the sport right. it's safety it's the number of games number of contact as you, as you guys well know all those obstacles that are, you know, now gnawing at you that, you know, going to the way it were is never going to happen. So moving and again, getting good ideas. And one of the things I think guys, I I mentioned at the meeting, I'd love you guys to be in the room to understand the discussions and the, you know, the, the wants and the obstacles. But again, you know what, in the end, and I say this high school football players get to play 10 games, hopefully more if they make the playoffs. All ten of those games should mean something. I Absolutely. know they do. I know the preparations, and that's the and that's the great thing. That, that gets works. lost a lot, and a lot of these absolutely a lot of guys who want to expand the playoffs, which I disagree with. I think the number we have is fine because when you get to the quarterfinals, you you allow the teams in that are like you know they they did a great job, but then they get mismatched because they were you know they played a weaker schedule. Uh, you know they uh, they want to expand the playoffs, uh, but like. I I think it's really important to keep the regular season sacrosanct. I mean, it really needs to be because if you start expanding play, then like it's like almost like who cares about the regular season? It's all about playoffs, 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 and it's great. But I love the idea. It's football. It's only a short amount of games, only a few amount of games. Let's make those regular season games worth seeing. Why wait? Right. You know what I mean? That's always been my thing. Right. No, I totally agree. Again, you know, and if your team goes six and four, seven and three, that's still a good season. If you don't make the playoffs, if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and, you and, know what? Oh, and, well. and you know what? If you see improvement, but again, the, these kids are going to remember their high school football playing days for the rest of their lives, okay. and you want to, you know, give them the opportunity to play competitive games, and that's what the Lions is about. And I appreciate you guys' support and in helping brand it and right. and you know cover the games. That's that's just oh, it just man. makes it fun. I know, Butter. you know, we do Butter. the. We talk about the leagues and all that stuff, but in the end, what are we good, hot good dog buns games. here? Buttering us yeah. up. <laughs> there you go. Three compliments. <laughs> um, He's got before, one question for Before you. we let you guys, I wanna, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Give me a percentage. Do we have the NVL, the Pequot involved in the alliance next year? Uh, I would say that's that's our priority right now. That we talked about it. With the they want nothing to do with you. You know that, right? They want you nothing to do with us, but again. Dave Johnson is is one of the best in the business SWC. in this business. Yes, Dad. one of the best, better than me. And I say this: <laughs> we we will go and present and talk and and have every conversation. We know that there's people negative. At least try it. Come try it. That's so, why the CCC and the FCAC they they came and they tried it. I think it would be a positive thing for them. That's all you ask for. So it's just come percentage. try it. So I, again, I'm an optimist by trade. Fifty-one percent. All right, yeah, I like that. that. I like that. I think we need 
not to continue this conversation, but I think we need the NVL and the Pequot in this so that when we look at the playoffs at the end of the year, there won't be any outlying teams that go 9-1 and one in a weak conference and bump yeah. out a team that played a hard right. schedule. Because that's the problem right now. And right now you have all these alliance teams playing, but when, when the NVL's got some double L's or the Pequot's got, you know, the M's. and um, Amen. I, I don't, you know, and that's. We you need know, you, they, NVL. They kinda, we need you, Pequot. You're our only hope. No, the NVL's going to. I hate to say it. I hate to take outside here because you know, oh my God. But like three yeah. compliments and taking my side. <laughs> but like I'm done. George Costanza, another yeah. Seinfeld reference. The, I'm done. No, you got to go out on a high note. Um, <laughs> the NVL is—they're going to get left behind here. I mean, and they're going to be complete. You know, they, they, you guys are basically forcing their hand, and if they're going to stay where they are, they're going to get—you know—they're going to get killed for it. But I can see some of their arguments too. But we'll have to get those guys on to defend themselves because they're not here to do that. So I don't want to go into that too much. All right, Kamish, uh, we will definitely uh, get back to because I know you know Thanksgiving is another big thing on your radar. <laughs> um, maybe we'll have you and uh, um, and Tom Brocka here for a showdown. Who knows? Uh, that'd be great. Pros and cons, you know, point counterpoint. That kind I of thing. I will send you my PowerPoint presentation right. before that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming on for for trying to explain this to us. We really appreciate it. Have a safe trip back. Don't get lost. Thank you guys. It's a, it's a it's a straight shot. I'll I'll figure it out. But right. again, I appreciate you guys having me on, yeah. and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, I'll see guys. You. Keep fighting the good fight. Bye bye. <laughs> Later. So, Pete, that was Al Carbone. That was fun. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much to talk about. It and really I think, is. I mean, I mean we could just do a whole hour episode on it. Is what we probably should have done yeah, to start I know. the year. Oh, I know. All right, let's get to the picks. All right. So in first place is Doug Bourgeois. He's at uh, 23 me. and 7. Unbelievable. Um, then your boy, me. Has women's basketball season started yet? Maybe he'll tank when those start <laughs> happening. Then uh, me and Dave Stewart are at 22 and 8. Yeah. Bully is all alone at 21 and 9. Yeah. And then you got Fornabayo, Lacey. Uh, at 20 and 10, and I did my math wrong on Twitter. Fornabio called me out on it. Oh, and Murphy's 20 and 10. Yeah. Um, then we got Macme at 19 and 11. Then Erickson and the 8-ball are tied at 16 and 14. And your and boy. And then at the bottom, your everyone's boy. favorite. That's killing him. Soccer writer and boys basketball writer, <laughs> Joe Morelli. Really? It's just, he's... He's a beaut. He probably stayed up all night worrying about that. He's a beaut. He, was all he had me print worrying, them out. I printed yeah. them out Friday night, and we were going through <laughs> the scores. I was marking them. He's like, how's everybody doing? I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go 9-1 this week. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and he's like, how am I doing? I was like, oh, the eight ball was ahead for a little bit. It got a little, got a little yeah. dicey. <laughs> the eight ball's still doing well. Poor Joe. <laughs> Staying up all night thinking about between, you know. Poor Joe. Well, and then shout out me and Bill Bloxham for going nine and one last week. Yeah, shout out to Bill coming out of the Flying basement yeah, after a three and seven start. He's nineteen. I'm sorry, he's nineteen and eleven as well with Matt right. and me. This week we have a crazy slate. We're going to leave the first one for last um, in my rankings. And I went, I went out, I went crazy. I just want to let you know All that right. you're going to ask me why did I pick these games. Like you seven asked times. me I, if I can look at the picks beforehand, and I refuse to do so. Because you ignore all my emails. That aside, <laughs> that aside, I also thought this time, or the, the, when, whenever you asked me that, I don't want to know in advance. I want to give myself a little handicap. Okay, well, Morelli, if it means anything, I was giving him some of the games mm. on Friday night when I was picking them late when we were here in the office. Morelli I, needs all I, the help no, he no, can no. get. But then he started like writing them down, and then I changed like five of them. 
Anything to help the brand. All right. right, right I love you, Joe. All right. All right. <clears throat> First game up in the Pequot. We got Ellington at Morgan. Ooh. Geez. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. We're getting crazy here. We are getting crazy. Uh, Morgan got beat by SMSA, right? Was that that in this week? Right? Mm-hmm. And Ellington. Oh, man. Ellington beat uh, uh, Gilbert Northwestern. In a close barn game. Yeah, close game. JP Nye's not playing for Morgan anymore, is he? No, he graduated. Okay. Um, I did the story. Do you not remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Records. Ellington 2-1, and one, right? I believe so. Morgan? Morgan is 0-3. Going Morgan. I think going Morgan? I think they're due. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I I am going with Ellington. Okay. I'm going with I think Ellington Knights. favorite. Favorite yeah, I think they're the favorite, but it, they are they are traveling. It's a long drive. It's not an easy drive. Isn't Coach Philpump coaching with them? He is. I know he that's got to pay dividends at some he point. He is with his uh, best friend. Okay. Coach uh, Nye. Yeah. Peter Nye, great name. Nye Nye, the football guy. Peter. <laughs> I like Peter. That's a good name. All right. Next up, a little Peter SCC. Nye. Lyman Hall at Foreign. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, this is one's pretty easy for me. All Shakespeare all the time. Once more onto the breach, my dear friend. I hope I hope Lyman Hall loves the fact that I just all I do is I hope put they like, read them. I hope they read the thing and they have to go look up what what my Shakespeare quote is. <laughs> Shakespeare Rodriguez all day. Uh, I'm going with the Trojans. Yeah, the you know the last couple of years I read some of my preview. They would run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and this year they I guess still they didn't know who the running back SP was. Pagano. They, yeah, they got S P Pagano and uh, and Shakespeare Rodriguez, and they are they are hooking up. Often on that field, scoring a lot, ton of points for the Trojans. So I'm going yeah. with Lyman Hall too. Next game, <clears throat> coming off their first win of the season, um, we got New Milford at Brookfield. A little SWC action, a little Ryan Lacey special. Wow, the Ryan Lacey Bowl. New Milford coming off their big win over Hamden. Uh, yeah, which nobody <laughs> saw that coming. Uh, shout out to uh, Sean Murray. Congratulations on the win. Um, man, Brookfield's just been really. I mean, Brookfield, give them credit. They they're they're fighting through it. They're battling through there. I have a hard time seeing New Milford winning this game, but two straight. I'm gonna go New Milford. Oh, you are! I knew it. I knew you were. I'm gonna go with Brookfield. I think yes, a lot of things been going on around that program at the beginning of the season, uh, player departures and everything before the year. Then you know they got beat up by Weston, um, and just hasn't been a good start to the year, but I think this is the game. It's at home. They're just so young, Pete. Yeah, I, but that I'm going to the give problem. them. I'm going to give them they're at home. This is a team that they could, probably should beat. So I'm going well, to give this one to Brookfield. I'm going to give New Milford the benefit of the doubt here. Sean Murray, good coach. I mean, I know Brian's doing a great job there under some <laughs> rough circumstances. Yeah. Kind of get handed, you know, what's, what you didn't think this is going to be the team you had. But, yeah. you know. Listen, I would not be shocked if Brookfield won, but nope. I'm going to go with New Milford. All right, I'm going Brookfield. Next up, Bristol Eastern at Hartford <laughs> Public. Oh, my God, Pete. This is why I tell you to read the emails. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, couldn't tell you about either team. Uh, I know Bristol Eastern, uh, I think they competed pretty well last week. I didn't they? Yeah, they beat Pomperog. Yeah, got to do your research. Fourteen nothing. Shut them out. Yeah, shut them out. I like that. I like that. And uh, 
I'm going to go with Dan, with Julius in the uh, in the Lancers. Yeah, go I'm, get him, guys. I'm going with Bristol Eastern too. Um, both teams have really struggled to score. Yeah. Um, Hartford Public, they did score 20 points on Guilford, but haven't scored in either of their games, and they've allowed over 40 points in every game. Bristol Eastern shut out against Pomperog last week. I think they're coming in. That high. was impressive because I thought Pomperog was back, and all of a sudden they've lost two straight. So, yeah. Uh, that's tough. So, Sean is going with Bristol Eastern. Next up, I like this game. I think this is where I'm probably going to be this Friday. Uh, East Haven at Guilford. Did I think you say this, East Haven? East Haven. Staven. Staven. I'm not from Connecticut. I know. Gonna, uh, East get, Haven get, and Connecticut, 3 0 versus 3 0. Get with the lingo. Who? East Haven playing who? Guilford. I'm excited. The, the Benoit Bowl. Scott Benoit coached Guilford. Yep. Not too long. Well, 15 years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, I love every episode where you age yourself, yeah. like just randomly. I know. Uh, you know what? This is the Benoit Bowl. Uh, Scott, you know, they, listen, they're off to a great start, East Haven. Uh, they lost their quarterback. Uh, which you know that was a, that you think that would derail them, but no, they they they're three and zero. They they've been playing pretty well. Uh, Guilford, though, you know, I'm I'm liking what's going on at Guilford. They Are they, you? they did not do me uh, wrong there in that first week against Brantford. I'm riding the wave. I'm riding the Indians. Charles <laughs> Walcott's gonna rush for two hundred. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> who knows? But uh, I don't care what happens as long as they win. Uh, in this case, but uh, you know what? That, that that's a great game. That, uh, that's probably SEC game of the week. I would think so. Um, I'm also going with Guilford because I learned after week one, don't pick against Guilford. Well, that, that's I think week reasoning. one you learned don't you shouldn't be picking Branford. Yeah, I think every, I don't think they're <laughs> going to allow me in Branford. <laughs> uh, Branford, you're you're okay. It's okay. Hang in there. The long way to go. Class M is very forgiving. All, All right, right, next game. Next up, we got East Catholic at Rocky Hill. Oh my God. <laughs> is, <laughs> What is the combined win total of all the teams on this uh, on these picks? I'm going for chaos, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Chaos. Um, Can't be giving out nine and ones anymore. Rocky Hill's just been having a really rough time. New coach. Uh, I'm I'm going with East Catholic. I think East Catholic has got enough in, in the tank. I know they're also a young team, um, but you know Rocky Hill is getting kind of beat up a bit. And I'm gonna go with with East Catholic because. Um, they yeah. just unblocked me They're on due. Twitter. So they un- they un- yeah, the East Catholic uh, Athletics Twitter account finally unblocked me. Oh. I don't know why. They didn't know why I was blocked. I don't remember. I never covered East Catholic. <laughs> so I'm picking East Catholic because they unblocked me on Twitter. Okay. You ready for this one? Yep. Going to the NVL. boy. Will be at Crosby. I'm going to have to go with Will be here. I don't know last time Crosby won a game. Didn't they beat him? Yeah, that's right. Will be. Beat them last year to break their win- losing streak. I mean, it could be a come. Ah, I'm going Wilby. Let's yeah. go Wilby. I'm going Wilby as well. Um, Crosby has scored eight points this year. Yeah. yeah. So, Wilby. As we move down, we're going to Jeff Jacobs land uh, into the ECC. Welcome back, Jeff Jacobs, by the way. Got to have him on. We got yeah, Plainfield at Woodstock Academy. <sighs> yeah, get this. Plain, 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 Plainfield's playing a team in Connecticut. <laughs> They played one last week in Connecticut. Well, Woodstock three and zero. Let's start up there. Traditionally, Woodstock is not good against the against the East. Something's but, happening up there. Plainfield though, uh, what's their record? Plainfield is two and one. Oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> they're one and one in Connecticut. <laughs> oh man, 
Um, beat Wyndham 30-13 last week, beat Central Falls 39 nothing, and lost to Waterford to start the season. Yeah, you know, that's that's a really good matchup. That's a really interesting game coming out of the ECC. And, uh, that's why I picked it. Yeah, I know, because <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're a sadist, man. I mean, I have a hard time seeing that Woodstock's going to go, uh, going to go three and one. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, I think they're. You mean four and four. No, that's what I mean. I have a hard time seeing that. I think Plainfield was, was a uh, state playoff team. Lost a lot of guys. I get it. <sighs> Man, that is rough. I'm going Plainfield. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go Plainfield. I'm going with the Centaurs. All right. I'm going with Woodstock. Oh, really? I like. Okay. I think they're, I think something's happening. You hear that, Mike? Mike? Mike Wallach? You hear that, Pat Smith? Don't do me wrong here. Let's 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 show up. Let's get the guys showing. This up. is this is Connecticut football. They're 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 going to have to play this weekend. All right, I just want to let you know that they they only have one other Rhode Island team on the schedule this year, as opposed <laughs> to the last. I think last year they played three. Yeah, which you know, all right. We we've 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 given them enough grief about it. Uh, I'm going playing field, baby. Yep. Let's go right. Panthers. All right, well, Team got- Jacobs. <laughs> two, two, I don't think team, I don't think Jacobs is team playing field. Um, right. So we got uh, two more left. Uh, we're going both are in the FCAC. Mm. Um, I got killed last week for not picking an FCAC game. Yet there weren't any good ones. That's yeah. But no, yeah, Darien Westville. Yeah, I mean so. Yeah. But so I made up for it. I got I got two good ones this week. I think mm. uh, the first one up we got Ludlow and Norwalk, two teams that can score. Yeah, they can definitely Ludlow. Like I said before, Ludlow. Showed up against Fairfield Prep, and I thought that was impressive. It may not impressive. Be, they're not going to have the season they had last year, Ludlow, but, you know, they, it, Coach Ross has got them playing. Yep. And I really, really liked how they responded against Fairfield Prep. You know, they just didn't have it at the end. They're they're not as deep as Prep is, big Prep. Um, and they're playing an Norwalk team that everyone really loves and, you know, haven't we haven't really heard them. They, 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 got, they got beat up by Greenwich. They got really beat up, but that's Greenwich. Yeah. I do like what Norwalk's got this year. They were a favorite to start the year. I'm going to go Norwalk. I like the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to go with Norwalk as the well. The Bears. <laughs> I'm going to go with Norwalk as well. The um, Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. I think it'll be a nice high-scoring uh, high scoring FCAC affair. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I could see Lolo. You know, that would be an upset if Lolo won. So yeah. I'm going with the favorite and here. Look, at, you know, when you play in those kind of games like they did this weekend, sometimes there's a, there's a hangover. Yeah. So... Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. And then the final game, I think we agree, this is the biggest game on the schedule. Here we go. Uh, this week, we got top 10 matchup. Number number two, St. Joe's. And uh, top 10 team, New Canaan. Well, is New Canaan a top 10 team? That's the big question. They really did uh, do a number on Stanford, you know, a team that beat Staples week one. Um, you know, they looked a lot, lot better there. I mean, I, I think that Ridgefield, I think that just, you know, Richfield's good. I mean, Richfield's got a really good defense. That's the most impressive part of Richfield at this moment. I mean, uh, their defense is really good. The offense has got some work to do. But uh, enough about Richfield. About New Cannon, clearly, I mean, it's they're still working things out. That was a big, big, nice, a nice win there. Got some rushing touchdowns for once. There you go, Pete. Yeah. Um, but St. Joe, man, ah, St. Joe's is just on really fire. Good. I have people saying that they could be one. Of, they. The only team that could play with hand at this point, we, we thought it would be New Canaan. Now everyone's saying St. Joe. I mean, could New Canaan? I mean, it's at New Canaan. St. Joe doesn't win there often. I've seen it happen, though. I think just St. Joe. Other than, I mean, they, there's nothing really bad to say about St. Joe. They're just a complete team. Yeah, they're good. And just to point out, uh, St. Joe's did beat New Canaan 
38, 35, right. two years ago. At their place. I'm yeah, at about. their place. But I'm pretty positive that might be the last time that they lost a home game, but I could be very wrong. What, so don't Yeah, don't quote Greenwich. me on that. Yeah, they lost to Greenwich last year. Duh. Like I said, don't quote me on that. <laughs> Either way, it's very hard to win in Dunning Stadium. Man, but they got, they're got they a complete team. St. Joe's a complete team defensively, offensively, special teams-wise. Yeah. Mila, I think it's going to be a great game. And I, uh, it doesn't help the narrative to say that New Canaan loses. And now it's two losses, which is what they had last year at this yep. time. If they... And then they had to go run the table to get in, but I, I just I can't pick against them. I can't pick against the Hogs, man. They're just they have given me no reason to pick against them. They have just been on fire. Dave Summers, who? Uh, <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> who? <laughs> That's not nice. Who's that? This team is. Uh, this team's good. Saint Joe. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm anxious to see this. I'm going to this game. Yeah, Pete, Pete's there. finally giving me, allowing me to go see New Canaan and St. Joe after he <laughs> saw all the best teams in the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. So there you go, Pete. Well, I knew you were going to take this game from me anyway, so I had to get him out of the way. <laughs> all right, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're right. St. Joe's is a complete team, and I think that they, they could be You're the not going to pick this for Drew Pine, are you? He, no, I'm, I'm just going to look Your at boy. what I'm going to look at. And St. Joe's, you said Dave Summers, too. Not a knock on St. Joe's. Here we go. They beat McMahon. They beat Notre Dame West Haven. They beat Wilton. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair they're, enough. They're, this is their first test. They got New Canaan, Prep, Richfield coming up. Okay. These are three awesome games mm. for St. Joe's. Yeah. We're going to tell, we're going to learn a lot about the Hogs in the next three weeks. You're picking but boy, I man. don't think that they can come in to Dunning and win this year. <laughs> New Canaan backs against the wall. They need to win. They need to win. They need to Pete's win this game. I'm going with New Canaan. Where's your New Canaan at? No, I don't have one. Yeah. Send me one. <laughs> if, we're, if, we're in a Ram. If the Rams I'm win. wearing the Rams, yeah, though. That's the rock for the Ram. <laughs> I, look, I think desperation will play a huge factor in this game for New Canaan. This isn't because you did the Pop Warner story, you know, the Drew Pine. You and Drew getting buddy-buddy, you know. No way. nothing to do with it. Is that even out on the website yet? It will be. Okay. So, I look, I just think maybe it's because I want the better story, but I think that I'm going to take New Canaan. I think they figured out what they had to figure out against Ridgefield and going with the Rams. You're picking... You can because Jupine's your boy. It's not, <laughs> it's not true at all. So that's the picks this week, and I think we can call that a podcast, aren't we? Whoop, whoop. For Pete Bogwaga, I'm Sean Patrick Bowley. This has been the Meek Rider on Game Time CT. Later. Later.